Hello and welcome to the Go Rogue podcast. In this episode, I interview the amazing Valerie. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know about my masterclass that is coming up very, very soon and I didn't want you to miss out. It is called Ditch the Cubicle. And in this masterclass, I'm gonna show you exactly how to build your own service-based business online. And this is exactly what I did um, when I was teaching and how I started to build an income so I could leave my nine to five. It is going to be hosted on November 19th in my Go Rogue community. So head over to bit.ly slash rogue community. See you there. My name is Felicia Wright and this is the Go Rogue podcast. Do you feel stuck? Does every day feel like Groundhog's Day? Well, I'm here to tell you it's time to take charge of your life and know that you are meant for more than this. It's time to go rogue. This podcast is for people that are ready to say enough is enough and discover their new normal with entrepreneurship. Get ready because your rogue journey starts now. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Go Rogue podcast. I have another phenomenal lady, and I'm super excited um, to dive into this. I am here with Valerie Friedlander. She is a certified coach and the founder of The Unlimited Mom, and she is ready to share her story with us, and I'm super, super excited. Thank you so much, Valerie, for being here. Um, Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Yes, um, I know that your story is going to inspire other women, so I'm super excited. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your background? Okay. Um, well, I am a, a mom of two little boys. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. I have been married for about 13 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically my my story comes in i mean it all kind of weaves together i like to call myself the the accidental but universally intentioned life coach um uh-huh. <laughs> because i didn't even know like really know what life coaching was until i was trained in it about 3 years ago <laughs> um, <laughs> i i signed up for my training without really knowing what it was but basically what led me to that was that i I built my life the way you're supposed to. Um, I, you know, I went to, I did, did really well in high school. I went to a good college that I uh, was, I was a legacy at, you know, like family had gone there before. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated with honors while in college, towards the end of college, I met um, a man and we got married. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is like the super short version, but um And I had done a lot of self-work through college, like, and through my whole life, really, but especially in college, like, especially around relationships and relationship dynamics. I grew up in a family affected by alcoholism, and so had a lot of the the isms that come along with that, and I did a lot of work around that, and from that, I think, is how a, a key component of how I met my husband and how I connected with him. So really developing, working on our relationship, being as intentional as I could, 
be around that and growing and leaning into discomfort and all of these things. At the same time, you know, I had I had decided I'm going to create my life. I'm going to I'm going to make choices. I'm going to be the agent of my life, but I was still creating my life within the way that you're supposed to. So, we got married. I fell into a career because I was afraid of making choices in that career. I was afraid of spending time and money and having it be wasted. You know, I wanted sure things. So I fell into a career and I naturally climbed the ladder. And from there, I made, I made good money. I was like middle, upper middle management in this growing company, um, doing uh, credit management and collections and managing people. And it was, it, you know, I mean, it was a company, but we, uh, we bought a house in the suburbs, you know, we had the money, we were married for a while, bought a house in the suburbs. The next thing was kids, right? Like everything but the white picket fence. And I feel like, you know, I did create that. I did work really hard to be present and intentional. Um, but it was within limits. It was within the, the comfort zone of what, you're supposed to do. Yes. And so when I decided to have children, because I had done all the things, and I literally I did it in the time frame you're supposed to do it. I got married early 20s, got married. We've been married for like five years and had our first kid, you know, like I did, you know, all the time frame stuff too. And um having everything went pretty smoothly. And then when I had a baby I felt like my life kind of exploded. Really? There's a natural stress that happens becoming a mom. Oh, yes. Right? Like, there's <laughs> so much new to step into. And everything that I was tolerating in my life, everything that I didn't love about my life, mm-hmm. magnified a million times. And it felt, it was overwhelming. I mean, being becoming a mother can be overwhelming in and of itself. But it the the tendrils impacted the places where I was managing and, and making it work in my marriage, uh, the places where I was managing and tolerating in my job, the, the stress and what had become a bit of a toxic work environment for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was just making it work. And so I ended up feeling, you know, I was managing motherhood too. Um, and I felt like I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't. I felt like I was failing at all the things because that was too much to manage. Yeah, that is a lot. And a little baby, like, too, on top of all of that, like, everything just starts to fall by the wayside. And it's like, oh, God, I have this baby that's a super stress because, you know, it's new. And uh-huh. then the other stresses is like, oh, God, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I was arguing with my husband all the time about the same things. Mm-hmm. And he'd be away a lot. His job had him away a lot. And so that was another, I was doing the transitioning from being like a single mom to have co-parenting back and forth, back and forth. And transitions are stressful. So there was just, there was so much going on. And I went, oh my God, what's wrong with me? That, that this is, I thought it was going to be amazing, mom. I feel like I'm sucking at motherhood. I feel like I'm failing at my job. Um, feel, I feel like my marriage is falling apart. What is wrong with me that this is happening? Yeah. This is not what I expected. I did all the right things. 
Yeah, and I love the fact that you kept saying what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, but like for women, it's like we are, there's a path that's in front of us that we're all supposed to travel down and we're just supposed to do it. And it's so ingrained in us. So then when once we're on that path, we're like, wait a second this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, even though that's what I've been told my whole life. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Well, and I had friends who were like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like you have this awesome relationship. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like you're having a baby. Like you have this beautiful house. Like you have all of these things. I'm so jealous. Like, and I'm like, why do I not appreciate this? I feel like I should appreciate this more. And I feel awful. So, um, I, I drug myself, I, well, I drugged my husband to therapy because mm-hmm. I didn't want our relationship to fall apart. And I was not willing to wait till we were on the edge. I was like, nope, we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and it helped. It did. Uh, I went to therapy too, because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Like what's wrong. It was something rooted in my past that's going on. That's like affecting me now. Okay. Well, that might be somewhat true, but I had already done a lot of self-work. Mm-hmm. I had already really, I mean, with, with, um, 12 step work in Al-Anon dealing with the, the isms from growing up with alcoholism in the family. Um, I, I did a lot, you know, therapy. I, I delved into a lot of that past stuff and healed a lot of those wounds. The thing that I didn't know is how do I move forward? How do I be me now? And I, but I was so focused on what was wrong and that I might be broken, that I, I didn't know how to move forward. I was still stuck. So therapy helped me manage more and tolerate okay. better than I had been before. It, it brought things into a more manageable space, but I was not, that was not a good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted more than that. I had watched my mom, who was amazing at tolerating, who was amazing at managing and she, she'd get to this point where, you know, she, she was managing and then she'd be able to give and give, and then she'd give too much and she would draw, you know, like become depleted and couldn't function as well as she wanted to. And then she would get to the managing part and be, and then be able to give and give. And she was a teacher oh. and I watched this pattern and eventually this pattern shut her down. Like she had to shut down for a while and just not do anything. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a breakdown, but like, it was literally, she had to stop. And I saw myself doing the same thing. And I was like, this is not, I'm not going to keep this pet. There's a pattern here. And it's not that something's broken. It's that I need to do something. And I don't know what that is. So the one thing I knew I was willing to change in my life was my job. Uh-huh. I love my husband. Uh, despite all of our struggles, I, I, that I was happy with, you know, I wasn't going to leave my family. I mean, I had these we all have these moments of like wanting to run away. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Like, my husband Lord, I just want to leave. I'm out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is, which is a really important indication that something does need to change. Yeah. It's um, something it else. might not be the obvious thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at careers. I started looking at the things. What am I really good at? What do I really enjoy? What, um, what is my experience? How do I bring, what could I bring all of this together into to feel fulfilled by my work? I knew I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I knew I wanted to do something. I wanted to make a difference in the world. That's mm-hmm. really important to me. And I found coaching. Uh, I had a, a friend who had started coaching in corporate and I thought, that's it. 
Okay. I will become a corporate coach. That would be fabulous. That's what I love doing in the job that I'm in. I love managing my employees. I love helping business work well. I love mm-hmm. the, the negotiations and seeing what the issue is and like problem solving and all of that stuff. I love that. Yeah. So I'll do that. So I found a program that was um, accredited by the International Coaching Federation that fit my schedule. And I, I signed up. Because I was thinking maybe HR, like um, a master's in HR, but I was like stepping stones. Because again, that story of I don't want to spend too much time, I don't want to waste time and waste money on something yes. that I'm not going to use. So let's let's make a stepping stone mm-hmm. and I'll get a certification. And maybe that'll be enough to get me into the corporate job that I want. Yeah. Well, when I enrolled, it made it very clear to me that all of the places where I was stopping, all the places where I was stuck were things that I had created for myself. The stories that I was telling myself, the places where I was limiting myself Mm -hmm. and that nothing was wrong with me, that I just had an opportunity to decide who did I want to be? And all those things that I told myself about who I was were stories that I could accept or I could change. Mm -hmm. And that I had not only the power to change that, but the support to do that. And so in the process of learning the tools of coaching, I got to utilize them myself, both for myself and through um, a peer coach and a mentor coach. And um, it was powerful. It was so powerful to see... Nobody had my answers. Nobody could tell me what to do. I got to decide that for me and and make my life what I wanted it to be. Yeah, and I love the fact that you highlight, like, when you asked yourself, well, what do I even want to do? How many women don't never ask ourselves that? Really, like, we don't ask ourselves that because we're so concerned about what the kids want to do and what the husband wants to do and what we should be doing for the family and this, that, and the third. And some somewhere along the way, we get completely lost and we're not even focused on what lights us up. And I think that's super important to highlight in what you said, like, the fact that you asked yourself, I think that was such a huge step. Just yeah. ask me. Well, and that's, that is the key thing is that not only are we looking at what everybody else wants, but most of the time when I start talking to a client, I'll ask them, what got you on the call with me? Like, what are you looking for? And they'll, they'll tell me all the things that they want less of all the things that they don't want. I want less stress. I don't want to feel frustrated. I, you know, like all the focus is on what they don't want. And that I love the saying where your focus goes, your energy flows. Mm, and so that's, I mean, you'll notice that's what I was doing too. I was like, what's wrong with me? Uh-huh. What's broken? Why am I not moving? I want to move forward. Like I, why am I stuck? I don't want to be stuck anymore. All the focus is on like what I didn't want. I don't want this job. It is powerful. And so even just asking that question and really exploring if you could have anything, if it could look like whatever you wanted it to look like, mm-hmm. your life, yourself, the way you experience the world, what would it look like? Yeah, and that, I think that's a hard question for women to a- answer because we've never even questioned ourselves on that and never went down that path. It's always like what we don't want, what's happening and that's showing up. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, but what do you do? What do you want? You know, and I think that's an important distinction um, and thing to learn for yourself. 
it's so yeah. important. Well, and, and, you know, I'll even have people say, I don't want to be reactive anymore. And that's like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's that reaction. We, it's hard not to. And honestly, we wear so many hats that mm-hmm. it's normal. Most people do get into kind of the blinder survival mode because you're juggling so many things that to survive that, yeah. you have to focus on what's right in front of you, which may be the problem. You know, whatever you see the problem is, it's that difference between problem solving and solution finding. Yeah. I Which it, seems, it seems like the same thing, but it's not. Solution finding requires like getting creative and looking around and seeing a big picture. Whereas problem solving is I'm staring at the problem and I'm going to solve it. And that really seems necessary and critical and urgent, especially as a mom. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so many things that are urgent and necessary and right in your face. And mm-hmm. it, when you're in that mode, it's hard to shift gears to looking in a different way. And so everything kind of takes on that lens of looking for the problem. How do I solve the next thing? How do I solve the next thing? What's the next thing? And in that space, it's hard to believe that we deserve to take the time to step back and really look at what we want. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's the key component is to do that, to allow yourself the time to look. You have to decide that you deserve it. Oh, that's, that's huge. Like we always feel like as women, like we don't deserve things. And I mean, I'm a big culprit and it's something that I'm working on personally. And I try to be as open as on it and honest as I can on the podcast on things that I'm struggling with. And I think it's important for women to hear it because it's like, none of us are perfect. Mm-mm. Even though I'm in front of this mic, I'm certainly not perfect. If you can see me right now, Valerie can see me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking like a scrub. I'm sick, but you know, showing up for yourself and showing up for the things that you're passionate about, I think is the first step. So I love that you said that. Once you became um, a certified life coach, how did life start to feel and look after that? Like after living in your truth and going for your passion? So (laughs) it's really funny. I I love that you asked that um, because it's, you know, uh, and and also just that, that, perfectionism. And so I have it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the phrase progress, not perfection. Um, it's it, And also one of the things that I love about coaching is that it's not about my answers. I'm here to help you find yours. I'm help, here to help you dig into, go deeper than you normally go on your own to find the solutions that you have within you, your inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so it, I don't have to be perfect to do that, which is really helpful um, in doing my work and showing up for that. Uh, for me though, with, uh, with the, just starting that work and starting to look at myself and the way I was showing up and be more conscious of how I was doing that and um, some of the tools that I got to do that through coaching, um, I started, I started to feel more like the mom I wanted to be. I started to engage with my husband in more conversation and less conflict. I, it, dealt with the dynamic at my work that I was still at 
in a more aligned way. So it wasn't as forced, you know, I wasn't putting on a face all the time. I was going, okay, I know what's going on here. I see the dynamic in the relationship because of some of the, the tools that I have. Um, one of the things that uh, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, which is where I trained, um, mm -hmm. has a, a framework called um, energy leadership. And it's about the way you lead, the way, you know, like at a quantum level, we're all vibrating energy. So like the way you vibrate determines the way you lead your life and the way you impact others and essentially lead others. Because we're all leaders either by choice or by default. It's just how consciously are you leading both your life and the interactions with other people. So using that framework that I was learning I was able to see the dynamic in the way I was showing up and the way that they were showing up and the effect that was occurring and decide, okay, I see this. What do I want to do with it? So I was able to start asking my question, what do I want to do? What is like, what does it look like to show up as me and for me? And I am a strong believer that when I'm being loving for mm -hmm. myself, that that naturally impacts other people in a loving way, whether they initially experience it that way or not. There are plenty of things that have happened in my life where, you know, in the moment it was really painful. Like, you know, that guy that I was in a relationship with that we broke up and it was really ugly and I felt so sad and I cried for days, yeah. <laughs> months, you know, it was awful. But like, boy, am I glad we broke up now. Like, I do mm -hmm. know. At the moment though, it was really painful. But so much of what I learned came from that. I look at my parents and um, I, you know, they've, they, the dynamic that they've had and then they're still married and they've done a lot of self work. And you know, I know that there are things that they wish they could have done differently, mm -hmm. but what they went through and what I experienced growing up was exactly what I needed to be able to be the person that I am now and to share the way I share now. Uh, I, I take from all of my life experience and that's what I give. And that's, you know, I, I tend to attract people who have been affected by alcoholism because, mm -hmm. you know, in some way, whether it's a grandparent or a parent or a spouse or someone, because I get that story. And even though that's not necessarily what i I don't necessarily like advise. I don't advise around that, but I get it. And that allows me to see things that other people might not see when they're sharing. Um, I love so, that what you said about pain. Yeah. Like, it, it was necessary and you learn from it. And for me, like, oh, I'm like getting goosebumps because I, I feel like that's what Go Rogue is about. It's like we all experience pain in some worse than others. And it's like that raw, nitty gritty pain. But I want to inspire women that's like, okay, you experienced this pain. We need to learn from it and move forward. And that's what you did. And that's like the embodiment of go rogue. Like that's it. So I love that. Yeah. Well, it's what we label it. Everything mm -hmm. is what we label it. If I label pain as bad, I want to get away from it. But if I label pain as, as just what it is, it's pain. This hurts. Okay. Now, what do I want to do with it? it? It makes that difference between whether something is a stumbling block or a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. And that's a core component of resilience. 
Yes. And we learn resilience at a very young age, or we don't learn resilience at a very young age. So if it's something that you struggle with, that's okay. It just means that you get more support for yourself mm-hmm. to, be able to have that resilience that it isn't coming naturally to you. And, and that's, that's totally okay. Like we all deserve to know what we want and to ask for it. And that includes asking for support, asking for help. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, that's, I think that's going to be so beneficial for women to hear. And I'm going to say it over and over again. I know you're going to say it wherever you are and <laughs> we're definitely going to let everybody know where to find you. Um, Cause I think, especially when I was teaching and I was at that point where I was like, I'm, I'm just not happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, leading up to the entrepreneurship thing, I really just started to fill my brain with the things that I wanted to do and started looking on the outside for the things that I wanted. And then I realized on the inside, I was like, oh, this is my calling. This is what I should be doing. So I absolutely love that. So before we hop off here, we, I have two more questions for you. Okay. Um, what is the number one piece of advice for a woman or that you would give to a woman that might be struggling and wants to start her rogue journey, but doesn't know how? I would say that it's to know that any external obstacle is navigatable. It's the internal ones that will stop you every time. So get the support that you need to navigate those. Mm. Rather than, you know, there's plenty of strategies out there. There are so many people who will tell you what, to do, find the ones that are aligned for you. And that starts with knowing yourself and making choices. And so having that support, knowing that you're going to fall flat on your face and that's okay because you will learn and you will grow and you will take the next step and you deserve it and you are worth it. I love that. And P.S. I feel like I'm on a little coaching call right now. Like (laughs) get the listeners. It's about me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I feel like I like and I do like with every interview I've done so far, it's just like there's so much passion on the other side of the screen. So for the listeners, like we're on Zoom calls, but there's so much passion and I can feel it. So I feel like this like, man, I'm getting so much out of this. And thank you so much for sharing that, because I think that's um, it speaks to who you are and what you're trying to do for other women. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. You are so welcome. We all have it inside of ourselves. It's just, it's, it's allowing ourselves to tap into it. Mm-hmm. And I, one of my big sayings is allow yourself to shine. Yes. You have a lot of light to shine. Allow yourself to do that. Ooh, that's something to put on a post-it, people. <laughs> I need to put that on a post-it on my computer, allow myself to shine. I love it. So I know all the listeners are going to want to seek you out and follow you. Can you tell us where we can um, find you and where we can connect? Absolutely. I am on the all the social media as The Unlimited Mom. So... <laughs> Look me up wherever in your the the social media near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I'm also a little silly. Um, and theunlimitedmom.com is my website, and those are all the best places to find me if you want right now because I've been doing so many speaking and um, conferences type things. I went ahead and opened up my. Um, 
my course, the first module of my course, which is that visioning exercise, mm -hmm. which allows you, it's, it's designed to help you understand visioning and walk you through getting out, stepping outside of the box of limitations that you've set for yourself and going further than you would normally go to create that experience of life that you want. So you can start creating the stepping stones towards it. And so that's available right now. If you want to go grab it. Awesome. Well, it's free. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that with everybody. Thank you so much. And all that information is going to be in the show notes. So if somebody forgot or, you know, shiny object syndrome, which is what I have, like, <laughs> what did she say again? Check out the show notes and go over there and check it out. So thank you so much, Valerie, for being on Go Rogue Podcast. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. Thank you for inviting me on. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Go out there and take inspired action today.